my name is Jen. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. This is Brood Podcast. You're listening to three coffee companions. Oh, I'm just chatting over a cup of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Today we're drinking um, this blend called Orin's Daily Roast, the Bowery. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, so first of all, this is from Bryce. Uh, Bryce, you want to explain to us how you how you got this? this yeah, this from uh, drinktrade.com. Um, no, they're not sponsoring us, but hey, if you're out there. Hey, hit us up. Come on, uh, come on <laughs> in. Uh, but we did sign up for the subscriptions. Uh, I signed up for to get a new roast every three weeks. Ditto. And this is the first one. Uh, when I did their test to start with an initial one, this is the one that they sent me. And it is a... What is this? Is it a... Oh, it actually it's doesn't say... F- oh, it's a darkest roast. roast. Yeah. It is the darkest roast they offer, actually, is what it says. Mm. Um, and the notes are supposed to be deep, bittersweet chocolate, and raisin. So I... So I got a question before, yeah, that, Bryce. Before we get so to, to, to this is the first coffee you're getting from this sort of subscription-based coffee service where yep. they match you, they pair you with a roast that they think you would like based on your tastes. So, like, how did they come up with this? Do you think for you specifically? Um, well, so part of the test is they have a few questions, and one of them asks what type of roasts you generally enjoy or go mm-hmm. after. Um, some of it is what time of day do you enjoy sure. drinking your coffee? What flavors do you usually go for? Um, I think this just came about because I enjoy darker roasts. Um, I know you ended up with the diesel roast yeah. as your first dark roast. And I actually got that the first time I took the test. And the second time I took the test, I got the Bowery. Mm. So I'm not sure what the difference was. I don't remember what I answered the questions for the first versus the second time. Um, but I don't know. It seemed pretty. Uh, it seemed to match for yeah, the most you were, part. You were pretty excited about because when we we were both sort of looking at our like uh, list, our queue, I guess, of upcoming coffees, yeah. and we were both excited about what was coming up next for us, or coming up next for me, and what Bryce was getting the first time. Um, yeah, just reading about the notes seemed like something because one of the questions on there is like, are you more adventurous, or do you like yeah. to stick with more traditional type of flavors? So you, I'm assuming you answered. You know, somewhere leaning toward the more. Uh, I must have done adventures. That's probably how I got that. I must have said traditional the first time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe because I, I honestly do. Well, we'll get into what I like better and not Mm -hmm. better. But I must have. Maybe I just picked traditional the first time. That could be it. Did you say that you drink it with anything or just black? Oh, yeah. Because that's why I think I got mine. Because it said it was like a good foundation coffee. So even if you added creamer and sweeteners and flavors Mm -hmm. to it, I think I put any or whatever the option was that says like sometimes I add stuff or I think whatever option that was. I know I didn't do just black. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, let's get into what the flavor notes are supposed to be. I don't think we've talked about that yet. What's supposed to be in this? Uh, It is deep. Bittersweet chocolate and raisin. And when I smell okay. the beans, when I open the bag and smell the beans, it smells absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it smells fantastic. Yeah, I was definitely getting wafts of raisins when I smelled, yeah. which is a great smell for me. Mm-hmm. Like a like a like grape-ish kind of smell. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I was telling you that it kind of smelled different for me a little bit after it was brewed. Yeah, you said uh, it tasted different than it smelled. 
Or, or no, you, the um, smells were even different. No, for this you. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. smells were different. Yeah, I think when I smell it like in the bag, it does taste like a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. And then when I smelled it like already made, um, I think I could get them more like chocolatey kind of thing. Yeah, I'm I liked chocolate. it. I liked it more with the with cream though. Yeah. That could be that I just like coffee in general with more cream. Yeah, you Maybe? you prepped this for us today too, Jen. So oh yeah, I I made it, Bryce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, what was your process? Oh, I did a pour over again. Okay. Which, uh, like, I was telling uh, Adonis that I really like the texture of mm-hmm. that. Like, I just love that. Yeah, I think I'm learning to love that a lot more too. Did you mm-hmm. measure it with the scale, or did um, you? Actually, no. I was like eyeballing she the whole thing. It, yeah. yeah. So I oh, was you kinda completely worried. eyeballed. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was like, what if it was me that messed up the coffee? That's why it tastes <laughs> a little like a little more bitters on the like on the bitter side when I was smelling it already made mm-hmm. in my cup um but then after like taking a, a gulp you know i was like okay no it's it's good I yeah think. i think it came out good i think it came out just fine it's just the type of coffee it is is what happened and i for me it was a little too acidic hmm. um i don't know if you guys notice that at all but i i don't i'm not a huge fan of acidic coffees um and this one just had a lot of it. So I didn't really get a lot of the notes out of it. I definitely, definitely didn't taste. It doesn't taste as good as it smells out mm. of the bag, which I know is you know a common thing. That's yeah. not, you know, you're not going to get coffee. Someone who's going to go out and drink coffee to try different flavors. Isn't going to smell the bag and ho- know it's going to you know taste that way. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'd have to, I have to disagree with you. I think I lo- I like the way it smells, but I'm, I think I'm actually liking the way it tastes a little bit better. I feel like, I've only had a, I've had two cups and it's, I've had them both black and I haven't, usually if I'm drinking black coffee, sometimes it's a struggle for me to get it down. I usually have to add sugar to it in order for me to like actually sit here and drink it, like drink a full cup would have, I would have to have some kind of cream, sugar, milk or whatever in the coffee for me to get through a whole cup. But this black is, it's very flavorful for me and it just seems like a very like strong like it's got that strong coffee taste, but I'm not really getting as much bitterness as I thought I was gonna be after my first. When I first mm-hmm. sipped it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a little like a little more bitter than I would yeah, that's like what it I to be. Too. But now that I've been drinking it, sort of like Bryce last week, and you know, we had you had that uh, <laughs> uh, the spy house, the cherry lime, yeah, that that was uh, you know, the more you drank that, the more you started to enjoy it. Yeah, and I think I'm having a very similar reaction to this. Okay. So. Yeah, this would definitely be something that I would look into purchasing on like a regular basis. I'm really enjoying it. I liked it. Yeah, I definitely preferred the diesel dark roast over this one. So um, the thing you can do with the drink trade is you can change what's in your queue Mm -hmm. and you can look up the different coffees and you leave your review. And I think they base your queue off of your review. Yeah, Uh, I'll know after I do it this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm gonna definitely note that in there and see what happens and what comes next. So this is getting a thumbs down from you. Yeah, you know? if it's a between thumbs down and thumbs up, it'll definitely be a thumbs down. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how the rating system is, but yeah, I'm not not a huge fan. Not yeah. really into it. Speaking of which, we're just gonna sort of throw this on Bryce because Jen and I had this conversation while. He was, uh, you know, out grabbing some food earlier. Um, but we talked about maybe it would be cool to start giving the coffees based off of our first impressions a rating like a 
on a what we want to do out of five out of ten let's do ten yeah let's uh, so on 10. a one to ten scale or i guess zero to ten scale like where it would where it would rank okay. for you as far as taste goes um so I guess yeah, this was your coffee, Bryce, that you brought in to share with us. So we'll let you go first. Well, if you had to put a numerical value on on your experience with this coffee, what would it be? Um, I would put. Hmm. I guess I would say I'd put a five. I'd put it right in the middle. Right and in the five middle. isn't like okay. it's not a failing grade. That's just uh, it's just right in the middle. Um, like I would drink it again if it was you know prepared for me, or if I you know I mean I obviously have a whole bag to drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna drink say, it, yeah. and I'm not gonna dislike it but yeah. i'm also i wouldn't buy it again gotcha. for myself i think i'll give it a seven a seven yeah i think this would be really good like um like at a breakfast place and you have it with your food yeah but if i was just like on the go or something uh, i don't know if i would really like it that much got you yeah i think i'm gonna stick in that range too i'm gonna go i'm gonna go an eight just because the fact that i can drink it black without Mm. feeling like i need to add anything to it is a big plus for me and yeah i just i'm yeah the more i'm sitting with it the more i'm enjoying the flavors so i'll go eight this is pretty high i don't know i'm setting the bar pretty high for myself (laughs) a lot more coffee to try out there (laughs) that's true um yeah so i think it'll be it'd be cool to sort of put these numerical values that we'll, we'll put them up on our instagram and our facebook and stuff so you guys can mm-hmm. get that quick review um if you're you know in a rush and you want to know what we thought about the coffee specifically mm-hmm. seems like a cool idea for sure yeah yes, love that it that is very good <laughs> uh so i have been watching a lot of tv oh <laughs> <laughs> and i recently found out that Teen Titans is on HBO Max. Okay. And yeah. I did not grow up watching it, but I have but a few years ago I finally jumped on the train to watch it. And uh I thought I had watched more than I actually had. I thought I had watched at least half of the series or half of the show. I'd only watched like a third of it, <laughs> if that. <laughs> so but all the seasons are on there and so I started watching it again and I'm so sad I did not continue watching it. When I had started before, because mm. it is so golden. Have you guys ever picked that show up? Yeah, I used to watch Teen Titans religiously when I was uh, a young buck. Um, I stopped, though. I never finished the series. Question for you. I don't know if you've gotten this far yet, but I, I know they, they did Teen Titans, and then they did Teen Titans Go. Is Teen Titans Go a part of the official canon of Teen Titans? I do not know. Okay, because if yeah. that's the case, then I definitely won't go back to it because I can't. That And I know I know, I, like a lot of people like Teen Titans Go, but if that's the continuation of the story, and that's the only continuation of the story that I'm going to get, I'd rather just stop now yeah i don't but. think i don't know if go is canon or if it's just a repeat of the Good show thing, yeah. just kind of a mock you style maybe because yeah. i from what i hear one it's more oriented towards like little kids mm-hmm. and then two it's a show made to make fun of itself mm. so uh i mean that's what i heard about the movie that came out anyway hmm. um because our mutual friend troy he yeah was talking about it and he said like it just it makes fun of itself yeah. and that's the humor for the adult side yeah. of it he was a huge advocate yeah. for it like, he, he loved like, it great, yeah. um but yeah i don't know if I'll, i don't probably will never watch go i think i watched one episode on accident one time like oh, the okay. kids were watching it or something <laughs> yeah. and it was on and i watched i was like no this is not the for same me. characters same voice actors and everything but they're it just this, this. the way it's animated and the way it's like done yeah. is just not they're my the style same voice actors yeah 
I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. Every, everybody came back. We got That's all the hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not my thing. But yeah, so I'm like, now I just, I'm about to finish the second season. I think I have like two episodes left. Mm. Like I'm on the finale of the two, the second season. Yeah, no. So it used to be a, a go-to for for me as a kid for sure. Well, teenager or pre pre-teen, probably. I don't yeah. know. I don't know exactly when I started watching it, but um, definitely enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, it's insanely solid. But anyway, I just want to bring that up because I got super excited that it was on HBO Max. I saw it yesterday <laughs> or two days ago, and I just threw it back on, and yeah. I'm gonna be binging that hard. We've all well, we all have access to HBO HBO Max. I I signed up for it, um, and I but I've really I haven't really like had a chance to dive into the original content that's on there. Um, I was surprised. I saw a graphic the other day that said more people had watched uh, Looney Tunes than game of thrones on there since it started so <laughs> which is interesting yeah uh, which i think just goes maybe. to show that people aren't re-watching game of thrones yeah. right now yeah maybe they've already seen it so. yeah um but the fresh prince is on there so i can't wait to dive into that i would love to that was just something that i grew up with and i would always have on before school uh that was like a tradition to watch fresh prince of bel-air while i was eating my breakfast before uh, heading off to school for the day. Um, so I can't wait to dive into that again. But yeah, I've just been using it to watch The Wire, which I've talked about before. Um, getting through that. Just finished season three. So got two more seasons left of that. And then I'll be able to break away and, and start some new stuff. But um, yeah, I, I think it's worth the the money for sure. 100%. A There's lot of so content much on there. good yeah. content on there. Like there. just tons of nostalgic on there. Tons mm-hmm. of new stuff that's going to be really good yeah. on there. There original stuff looks cool too yeah jen you'd mentioned the uh late the, night elmo yeah. talk show. <laughs> oh yeah i do want to check that, that out at some like, point <laughs> there's something else too with like celebrities but i forgot what it's called mm. you've been checking anything out on there though for yourself yes i'm watching euphoria and i mm. love it i might it jump into that i don't know I don't know. I'm watching well, one heavy show already. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I ju- and then Euphoria is even heavier than the show I'm already watching. So I don't know if uh, I'm ready to dive into it yet. Which one are you watching? Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh. I'm, I'm finally getting into Ozark. Ozark yeah, yeah oh, I just oh. wa- I just started the second season. I finished the first episode of the second season last night. It's a great show. I'm loving yeah. it. Just uh, I don't think I could watch that in Euphoria at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little too much, but have you been liking Euphoria? I like Euphoria? that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love Euphoria. I like anything that's like dramatic. It's like yeah, that's I like that's like real life melodramatic. Yeah, it, it, I see. Uh. I mean, not a lot of. I mean, it's not like relatable real life, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. real life as in like okay, these things actually happen to people. It's like if you were to take like one of those classic like. Hardcore teenage shows like 90210 or Dawson's and make it Creek, mature and then make it yeah super hardcore and realistic. That's what that show is. <laughs> so yeah, you know, which I I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because um, it is very teenage. teeny. Yeah. But then you watch it, and you're like, teenagers probably shouldn't be watching this show. Like I w- if if my like, <laughs> even though a lot of that stuff in that show teenagers are probably actually doing so it's probably a very graphic look into the lives of teenagers especially in today's you know society but yeah it's yeah. it's a lot of it's you know rated m for mature for sure um <laughs> there's in that second episode there's like the the whole beginning of it is just penis like <laughs> 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 just like a good 10 wow. minutes of of, of 
Man. Man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, oh, because you said that that show, like, that episode made you really anxious. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah the, not because like, of the penises, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, the beginning is so, like, traumatic or something. Oh, but then yeah. you just talked about <laughs> the nudity in it. You know, nudity is a big part of HBO's whole thing. But usually, and I give them credit because usually it's female nudity. They haven't really been, you know, equal in terms of showcasing the nude uh, human body. And they were getting some flack for that. But I think they... They hit their their dick quota with. with, that, <laughs> with they put it all in that. Yeah, them, like, them. Here's ten years worth of classic <laughs> penis for you. Oh man! Between uh, between Euphoria and uh, Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, um, but no, yeah. That that the show is just very hyper realistic and. Again, like there's like trigger warnings before every episode, so they let you know going in that this might not be something that you should be watching if you, you know, are dealing with things similar. So, yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever have to like pause it, like, were or were you binging it, or did you have to go back to other stuff? Yeah, no. Like when I, I remember after that second episode, after the end scene, there's a very intense ending scene in that second episode, and. Watching that, I was just, I felt like I ran a marathon because it was just like, you're holding your breath and you're like, you're waiting to see what happens. And it's, it, it's edited and directed in such a way that it just feels like you're in the room with these people, you know, while this situation is going on. So it's very intense, you know, and a lot of the show is like that. It, like it puts you into the scenarios with these characters. So it, it yeah i did have to stop a couple times throughout the season i think i told you after i think episode four it sort of calms down a little bit then mm-hmm. and it's not as intense which is interesting because usually shows you know they go mm-hmm. on an upward trend but this one it seemed to sort of level off once they had established like all of the main storylines yeah, um that's where i'm, yeah, at I'm right not a now. fan of I, I don't think i'm a fan of that style because the boys does that in on amazon oh really yeah oh, they okay. do the same thing like the first three episodes are just like boom 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 like yeah. things are just happening and you're in it and it's just like well this is a crazy show and then all of a sudden it's just it just like hits a wall mm. not because it gets bad just because it it com- like the tempo is a hundred like does 180 yeah, degrees yeah, and yeah. spins around and it just also, and then it never picks back up. So it, it could be because this one's like trying to tell you their pasts. Yeah, yeah. And so that we can bring it back to like the present, what's mm-hmm. happening, so that you That's can like true. fully like be invested in these people's lives, I guess. Makes yeah, sense. That's fair. Yeah, no, but it, I do recommend it if you have, you know, if you if you don't have issues watching things like that, um, I think it's a great show to watch. Heavy, very heavy content. Um but I think it's an important show, and I think people need to watch it. So, yeah, check it out if you have access to it, and you're and, and you're if able to. You're not like used to watching teen things because sure. I've never seen like um, Vampire Diaries or mm. Pretty Little Liars, nothing like that. Um, I've, but I've watched both of those <laughs> <laughs> I think we said I think we said yeah. those were your guilty pleasures, right? Yeah, they um, have been. Yeah, even past. if you've never seen anything like that, it's just so it's still so like beautiful to look at too. Like yeah. the cinematography in this show is really great. Yeah, and just so you guys know, like I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but those first two episodes I watched with two of my uh Two of my friends who are both also male and who are both also close to 30. And we were like riveted by those first two episodes and we were like in it. So 
Like, don't just dismiss it because it is this sort of teenagery show. Again, very real, very intense situation. So mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to um, take a break and get some coffee? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, guys. So um, today I actually wanted to talk about, um, like, first impressions. Like, when you make friends um, and how how your relationship actually gets to the point where you're friends, mm-hmm. you know? Because I've been noticing the way that I act around people that I just meet, like, I, it takes me a while to warm up to people, you okay. know? Yeah. So, I know that first impressions are, like, super important, like, in a job interview and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, if you're just meeting someone, like, if I were to come in and introduce a friend to you guys, mm-hmm. um, like, how important do you think that first impression is? Yeah. I Well, I definitely agree with you that in some situations, you know, that whole saying first impressions are everything. I think that applies to certain situations. And I think that definitely applies to professional situations because, you know, you only get one chance to mm-hmm. make a first impression. So you have to make sure you present yourself well the first time around because you don't know if you're going to get another shot. But when it comes to things like friendships or meeting people, I feel like they're not as important because mm. I've definitely met someone didn't hit it off with them right away and then later you know came back to them and now they're one of my closest friends so i I definitely think there's a little more wiggle room in personal relationships um but yeah that's just me what about you bryce yeah no i mean i agree with that uh i handle first impressions um basically if i don't think i'm ever going to see a person again and it's important to me that this person gets a good first impression, um, then I will uh, focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, when I was in my early 20s and teens, that can be a bit much, a bit too much of the wrong focus. But as you yeah. get older, you kind of learn when the situations are and when they're not. But I, I agree with you pretty much for all of that. Professional, The professional world, first impressions are extremely important. And should be focused on. That's a good stress. And then, uh, but personal relationships, I think, is a completely different matter. Yeah. Do you guys ever rely on your, like, gut feeling about people? Or do you just go off of what you already know about the person? Like, if other people talk about them? Definitely not the latter. I definitely always try to form my own opinion on someone before I, you know make a decision on whether I like that yeah. person or not. I never try to just go based off of what other people say. And and that's in, in my work environment that has been a big thing because in all work environments, when you're working closely with other people, there's going to be drama. Um, and I've been told several times that when people have tried to sort of gossip about other people to me, and I'm not really that person that's like going to share or take mm-hmm. part in the gossip, and they're, they, they'll often ask me, oh, I don't know how you can like that person. And then it comes back to, well, you just like everybody. I'm just like, yeah, but you say that like it's a bad thing. Like I'm always going to like – I'm always going to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And then if they present – if I if I meet them, talk to them, and then develop my own opinion of them, that's yeah. a different story. But I'm not just going to hate someone because it's the, pop, it's the status quo or it's the thing to do. Yeah. Like, I will always form my own opinion on someone. Mm-hmm. And I will always look, especially in a professional environment, I will always try to find the good in people 
because I have to work with you regardless of whether I like you or not. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm going to try to make this as easy as I can on myself. So I'm going to find the good qualities. I'm going to try to focus on those. And if the bad qualities outweigh the good qualities, then, you know, then that's a different story. And I have to come up with another plan. But yeah, I will always try to focus on the good in people in a professional environment, at least. Yeah, I think I um, I think me being an introvert. Sure. I try to kind of keep to myself a lot. So okay. if if like somebody else introduces me to someone, mm -hmm. I think um, I think just if I like the person that is introducing me to that other person, okay. then I think like I can kind of trust that their friend a little more or kind of like warm so up to like them a, a little uh, faster. By association type thing. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But I think I do rely on my vibes a lot. And okay. some people just, um, it takes like a really long time for me to even like try to be their friend. Sure. And I don't know. I think it is because I keep to myself because mm. when people try to ask me too many questions and they're not my friends yet, I'm like, I get annoyed really easily. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I have patience for days. <laughs> like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Well, like if someone just came up to me and like maybe they have a bunch of questions, uh, it could be about my personal life yeah, or it about could your be about, if about my personal life, I'll answer for days. Mm. Like, I don't, I... Like maybe there's either this person is, you know, so, so those types of personalities, they can either just be nosy and like they mm. just want to know things to know <laughs> things, which doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, or two, they're trying to relate to something or they're trying to uh, they're trying to get something out of this exchange. Sure. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. It could be um, that they're just trying to get through something themselves and process something themselves. And so the way they do it is just listening to other people talk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like i'm i just have patience i was always benefit of the doubt that's good i think um remember when we went um to a concert and mm. you made a friend like right yeah. away yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i yeah. think like i i don't know i i could be like a really like bitter person i guess because people that ask me personal questions and in my head i'm like i'm not your friend like i don't yeah. care i don't like, think it makes you but bitter i think yeah. that just makes you that's and that's textbook like introvert that's textbook like I'm just not as open and I'm a little more closed off until I get to know you, then I'll open yeah. up. But I don't mm -hmm. think that's, I don't think that's. Yeah, but that's the better. thing with concerts and big gatherings like that, though. You're all there for a specific person. You're a all, they all experience. have a shared yeah. interest and experience. So to that's me, true. it's not a random person. So it's like, easier to yeah, they're a stranger, but we all, we already have common ground. Mm -hmm. So it's not that big of a thing mm -hmm. and uh and i've just i've met people through all sorts of different ways so yeah. the, you never know the kind of people you're going to meet or what mm -hmm. kind of experiences you'll share with them and i'm open to all of those types of experiences do you think like your your openness shows in like your body language hmm. or or do you think you just like radiate happy vibes that's why people like <laughs> me are, personally or yeah. in general i think no, you, you think that jen <laughs> about him about bryce yeah. <laughs> uh i no, I've been told that before. I don't feel like I radiate anything. <laughs> Such a crazy statement. But uh, I, I've been told that I do. I've been told that I am um, just like positive and upbeat and like in just kind of naturally open, which I don't think so because I'm always in my head. Like I mm. am always just like whether I'm at work or I'm at home, like I'm always introverted in myself and i'm thinking i'm introspecting i'm trying to analyze something so when you're like surrounded by people that you don't know you're conscious of being surrounded by people that you don't know 
Uh, no, I'm completely in my own world. Like, oh, okay. like, like I know there's people around me, and gotcha, gotcha. like, so if it's a work environment, that's different. I'm concentrated on the job, and so sure. I know who's around me because I need to know the work personalities, who I can depend on for what, and who I can ask for what, and then that's a whole different okay. thing. When I'm uh, at home or I'm with friends or things like that, uh, I'm generally still I'm either part of a conversation already or I'm just in my head complete like I am in my own world and I'm thinking and or I'm just trying to tune my brain off and just maybe I'm have music going on in my head or I'm thinking but whenever I'm thinking and I think this is why people naturally think I'm like open and or I give off these positive upbeat energies because I'm always tapping my foot or like I'm like bobbing my head like I am always doing something to a beat even mm. if I'm thinking like I'm doing something to a beat because it just helps me mm. um, I noticed this just the past like few years someone kind of kept pointing it out and then I started noticing it and it's just I just do things to beats so, so you think it's more of, you think it's a more of a physical read that people have yeah it's you. a physical read for sure and then of course once people you know come up to me and start talking to me like I am open so yeah. like I don't just brush people off unless I really have to be somewhere but, but even then I'm polite about it so so if you're in your own head and you don't like if somebody else comes up to you you can just like turn that off real quick oh yeah hundred percent because if mm. someone's coming up to me then I don't know like then I, I'm not I, I don't know. I honestly, I've never had to put any of these things mm -hmm. into words, so yeah. this is new for me. But when know, someone comes yeah. up to me, like then I'm not allowed to be in my head anymore. Yeah. Now oh. I need. Now there's a human interaction happening, and I'm gonna be part of that. And that was, that, I, that's that's the I difference for me. Like I, because I, you know, we're gonna talk about uh, our Myers Briggs test results in a, in a few minutes. But like I was, I've I've been an extrovert. Uh, re that was it's a recent development. I was I, I consider myself an introvert for my entire teenage years, my childhood. Like I was always the sort of the black sheep of my family. I was always kind of looking for ways to be by myself. Mm -hmm. So I was when I when I when I hear Bryce say like you know in my own head for me, I was always in my own head, but I was always like like hyper aware of everything that was going on around me. So it was like when I was in school and I was surrounded by people who were social, it was always uh please don't try to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Like I, that's all I could think about that's, was please don't try head. to in, like incorporate me into your little conversations. Yeah. Just mm. let me be solo. Let me be by myself. So it was like, I wasn't just like, I wasn't just not social. I was like actively trying to not be social. Like I was act, that was, it was a thing that I had to, actively do in my head to to stay away from those conversations and i wasn't comfortable until i got alone or i was until i was by myself or until i because i had singular friendships all throughout high school so i would hang out with like one or two people but never more than that like i never hung out in big groups i was never a part of like the popular crowd it was always my time was split in between like i had like you know five six seven friends but i was i would always hang out with them either one-on-one -on -one or one in two people so it was never big groups so I, I always just felt more comfortable being alone or with a very limited number of people and that's totally flipped since i've moved to arizona and i've become the extrovert that i am now but i still have my introvert tendencies like i still feel the most comfortable being alone yeah definitely um and i know people who is the exact opposite like one of my best friends is the exact opposite of me and he needs social interaction all the time otherwise yeah, no. he just goes crazy um and i just don't understand that but <laughs> you know yeah. i've always been someone who well when i wasn't introverse i was like actively anti-social 
and I, I, it was, I was always aware of everyone else being social around me. I was, lo- I was always part of tons and tons of different groups, mm. even before I started. Like, you know, I broke through my shell and like actually started socializing. Like, I was always part of groups because I love to listen to everything. Like, mm. I was absorbing everything and learning things from these conversations. Like, it could have been part of just you know a group of friends hanging out and they were talking about whatever they're talking about or maybe uh it was a group of friends who just talked about video games and anime all the time mm. or it was a group of friends who talked about electronics um because there's an electronics club and stuff and i just loved being a part of all of that and by a part of i mean i would legitimately just like listen mm. i would i would listen and then i would go and watch whatever it is people were talking about or try and do whatever people were talking about but i would do that on my own I didn't do that like as a part of a group or anything. I love to experiment and do these things on my own time because I prefer in the end, I prefer to be on my own. I prefer to be by myself as much as I I love people and I love socializing and I love all all that experience, but I am most comfortable on my own. Got you. I I love being around people, you know, Um, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes when i'm around people i'm performing you know what i mean i get and, you and yeah Mike, sometimes i just need to be alone to <laughs> yeah. like actually be myself be comfortable yeah no yeah. i totally get that that's why when i when i was with hanging out with my close friends in high school or whatever before i became an extrovert it was always like i would always hang out with people who i could just be comfortable around and i didn't feel the need to entertain them and that's always been my thing like if i feel like if i'm hanging out with you and you look bored and you're actively bored and it's like now i feel like i have to do something to spark your interest i can't Mm -hmm. just be myself you know we can't just hang out and be you know (laughs) we can't just hang out and just exist we have to constantly be doing something or at least you give off that vibe to where i feel like oh you want to watch a movie oh you want to go for a walk oh you want to blah 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 like i'm i'm comfortable just being in the presence of someone else and just hanging out. Like I don't need to actively do things while I'm hanging out. But a lot of people are that way. Like they feel like their time is wasted unless they're doing something, you know? But why? I don't know. I've just never been that way. (laughs) I don't, I don't feel like I've ever been that way in friendships, but in relationships, I definitely have gotten that way where the person I'm dating feels like always needs to be doing something generally. And sometimes I get like that too, but I've more felt it from the, like, I feel like I need to be more interesting or more, Mm. um, be more doing more things and have things to do. Yeah. Um, not all my relationships were like that. And, uh, but some of them were, and it just, I don't know. It was always, it's exhausting. It was stressful. It was stressful. (laughs) It's fun for a while. And then you burn out and it's kind of like, I just want to do my thing. And could it be from feeling like a lack of mm, something like, like you don't, you're going to run out of, I guess time. Like you were saying, like you would be wasting time if you weren't doing anything. Maybe, maybe like maybe they always have to. Yeah. I think that's kind of that. That's a lot of what it is. Cause like you're with this person and yeah, you want to be with him all the time and forever, but like you, you know, there's things to do. Like you want to get out and experience as much as possible, but you know, Um, some of the best times from one of my relationships, it was from a few years ago. Like that's when I started learning, like you can just sit with someone like that was a good relationship for a good while. And a lot of the time we would just sit in the same room in like opposite corners and like maybe we'd each be writing or maybe I'd be playing games and she'd be, writing or doing crafting or something and like that like we didn't have to do anything 
Yeah, we yeah. talked about that before it too. It was like beautiful. When, <laughs> the moment when like the quote unquote awkward silence just becomes silence. Like, mm-hmm. why does the silence need uh-huh. to be awkward? Like, why can't we yeah. just not like fill this empty space yeah. with with pointless just words? Presence, like presence yeah. is everything. Energy, like Jen, we always talk about, or all of us here always talk about, like energy and vibes, sure, things like that. And like you can hundred percent fill a room, you know, friendship, relationship, whatever, with just you can that silence to me should be filled with energy mm-hmm. like if you know if you're around mm-hmm. the right people it'll yeah. it'll fill itself uh, i want to go back to something jen said earlier about like people who feel the need to like ask questions or you know to try to get to know people when they don't know the person mm-hmm. like you know actively if i'm you know i have a friend i've well there i've had two really clear experiences where that's happened and so one of my closest friends now one of my best friends was like that when I met him. So I've I've met most of my close friends through work, the, the my job. So I've met mm-hmm. them either at my job or I've met them through someone that I've met at my job. That's where most of my relationships have come from. Um, and I remember it was about a year into my my employment there, and I already had like my close knit group of friends. We were already like hanging out and doing things. And uh, this kid gets hired. And he is sort of like on the outskirts. He's friendly with a couple of the people, but he's not really friends with any of the people. And like he just had this uncanny ability, though, to like insert himself into our like clique. It just seemed it was seamless. Like he was just able to get in and just sort of force himself into that position. And I've like never looked back like from I can't remember <laughs> where a time where he wasn't a close friend. You know, it was just like I met this kid. He inserted himself into our group and now he's one of my best friends. And it's there was a gift. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't really a growing period. You know, it was just there. And it, it, that's like social skills to the next level. Yeah. I've never <laughs> I've never had I've never been comfortable with just like inserting myself into a group. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did it once. And there was also uh, probably about six months before that another person got hired and tried to do that. And one of my close friends at the time was like, I don't like her because she's trying to do that because like, i would rather it just be the group that already exists <laughs> like i don't want to bring in any outsiders <laughs> like so he was actively against this other person joining the group so she eventually she wasn't able to f- finagle her way in uh-huh. but but the friend i was talking about previously came in later he did it so just it wasn't even a thought what do you think is the difference because i've met a lot of people that that do that they they look like they want to be my best friend i'm Mm -hmm. not even sure and to me that comes off as like annoying yeah i mean it can (laughs) it can it's just it's it's too much for me (laughs) you know so you've never had a similar experience like you've never how they actually came out to be my friend yeah like how do you how do your friendships develop over are they just do they just you take a long time to let people in and it's just those people who have been like persistent over time um how do you how did you become close friends with people i think it could be that it's a little slower okay um i feel like they respect those um like boundaries i put around myself got you um like they don't try to keep asking me things when i've already kind of ignored them Mm -hmm. like i'm very like um short with people oh really okay yeah not in a rude way but they'll just start talking to me and i'll be like oh okay like 
for example, this girl in my work, she was like, hi, how are you today? And like a lot of people ask that, you know, because mm-hmm. they're being nice. And sure, I was yeah. like, oh, good. And you? And then she's like, um, good. Just started school. And like I literally walked away because I was <laughs> Whoa, like, Whoa, you're totally like in the middle of, of the conversation. You will- yeah, because I did not ask for that. Con- like oh, this yeah. is wow, honestly, I know this is sounding so mean, <laughs> but I'm just like. In my head, I was like, um, girl, I did not ask you. That's 100% different than me. Yeah, that's intense. I would just grin and bear it and then try to look for a way out of the conversation ASAP. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I was in the middle of working, too, so it's not like I was just standing there. You know what I mean? That's fine. And I didn't just walk away like, like turn my back to her sure, yeah, i was yeah. walking around her mm. and then i just kept doing what i was doing and i don't think i responded to whatever she, yeah, she said Man. so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's intense and and i i don't know i think it, it might go back to the vibe thing like maybe i i can i can kind of tell that um with some people it might take a little longer because my first impression with them is like oh they're just so that for you, so you annoying. you said like respect. They don't respect your boundaries. So for you, it's more of uh, what I'm the 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 sense that I'm getting is if you if someone were to walk up to you and introduce themselves and immediately try to be your best friend and then see that you have that sort of wall that barrier up and then they choose to ignore that barrier because they're like oh no that's not, I'm I'm gonna get through like you know I'm mm-hmm. I don't take no for an answer type situation and you see that as like a disrespect of your boundaries you're like I I tried to show you that I have this this boundary yeah. and you're not respecting that so now I don't want anything to do with you yeah I think it makes it worse mm-hmm. if they push that so like persistence is pers- <laughs> they say persistence is key but I guess not with everybody yeah <laughs> and that's interesting because um. You say like it's, you know, about vibes. I think it's more than just vibes and stuff, though, when it comes down to that kind of thing, because I could not feel like a connection with someone or not uh, not vibe well with somebody. But in the same, let's say we had the same exact scenario, even if I was busy and I walked away first, like I would come back later and be like, look, you were trying to say this, yeah. like what else, like what would you want to talk about? Or yeah. what, you know, you're going to school, you're doing what classes? Like I would still have a full conversation with the person. Um, I don't know if that's a manners thing that I just yeah, grew up doing, like- if it's a habit or if it's because I, I genuinely want to do that. It's not like I'm, I don't feel personally like I'm going out of my way to do that. I just mm. feel like. That's I'm the, it's, that's a yeah. human being. Yeah. I'm having a con- whether I vibe well or not. Like I'm just having it's a conversation. It's not like yeah. I'm gonna be best friends with this person. Yeah, but it's just um, basic conversation. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, and I don't see. I don't see that's really <laughs> nice. I see it as like just basic like common so courtesy. It's really? interesting how different yeah. we view that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's things that I say in our group chat where I'm like, yeah, I'm mean. You know, like yeah. that's how I feel sometimes. And I don't think it's like I it's not like I literally think that people don't deserve like a conversation. Does that make yeah, sense? You're like, you're not. Worthy <laughs> yeah, like, it's not that. It's totally not that. Yeah. Um, It's just like it makes me uncomfortable. I get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, your limits, you know yeah. what you like and don't like, you know, what situations you enjoy being a part of and what you don't like. I mean, obviously, we know you really well. We know you're not 
you know, a total bitch. So <laughs> I think it's just like being standoffish is like it's one of those things where everyone expects you expects you to at least have the courtesy to finish the conversation. You know, it's yeah. just like one of those accepted things that people think if you don't do it, then you maybe are not a great person. And like, this, yeah, so like, this comes circle, full circle to first impressions because if you have that first impression of someone, they're just standoffish. You know, normally someone's gonna say, "Oh, bitch," or "that yeah, asshole," yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, over time, once they've worked with you long enough, or they get to know you through a common circle of friends, or they just you know come across you often enough, like they're gonna learn. Oh no, that's just. You know, those are just her boundaries. Sure, those are just yeah. her limits. Like that's you know, it, it's a that's a time thing. And if people are willing to spend that time around you with people you hang out with, maybe or you know, yeah, that there I, was uh, sorry, there oh no, was someone ahead. else who, um, because it's not like I'm annoyed at everybody. Sure, trust yeah, me. Yeah. Um, there was somebody else who kind of annoyed me because I felt like they were in my way in a kind of sort of i don't know mm -hmm. and like, literally or um <laughs> like they this were literally is another in your work way? environment so okay. like they were kind of like over supporting me if that makes sense i get you okay, um okay. so yeah they're kind of in my way sure. um and i didn't really know her so then i didn't like that and i kind of didn't know how to say like can you please stop doing that you, you know just said it right now <laughs> i know but i'm just like i feel like when i try to say things I I work around them so mm. much that it comes off even worse than I was trying to. And I think that's a big yeah. thing that people need to realize. And again, we we can try to change the world, but like you know, we have to be realistic. Situational time, <laughs> yeah. Like, but people can people often see the truth if it's a if it's presented in a blunt way. They see that as being mean, and I don't yeah. think that's always the case. Probably not. It's probably. Most of the time, it's probably just not the case. Like people are just some people are just blunt and people are just direct. And I don't see bluntness or directness as being rude. Like no one needs to know. There's no rule out there that says I have to coddle you into mm. into my decision. Yeah. Like if I just yeah. want to tell you to to back the fuck up, like I'm not going to say back the fuck up, but I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. would you mind like just not being in, in my lane right now? Like, you know, let me handle this. I, I got it. I appreciate it. But a I lot of people see that as like, oh, I was just trying to help her, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think she would say stuff too, like, I'm just helping or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And um, because I think she would notice. And now I'm like, I like her. Sure. Like, I think she's cool. And so I think, um, I think it's like first impressions to me. Yeah, they're not that important because mm. like... Mm. It just takes a little while to warm up. And yeah, if it's yeah. someone that's like my friend's best friend or my friend's like cousin or something like that, mm -hmm. then I feel like I like them a lot more at first. Or at least you put more because, of an effort into. Yeah. You know, I think I have a way them. better answer. I have a totally, I don't know if it's completely contradictory or different answer okay. than towards okay. the beginning. But first impressions, uh, I feel it's great. I actually think they're more, maybe not from my end, but from someone else's perspective hmm. or, or when I'm meeting someone about them, first impressions on someone else is way more important to me in personal life than in, or I'm going to, I'm going to judge someone or base a lot of information off of someone off of a first impression in personal life versus work life. Oh really? Cause in work life, if someone has a standoffish person, cause I've come across this, I've been in customer service forever, but sure. even since I started customer service when I was 16, mm -hmm. like if someone was standoffish or rude or had a tone or something, I didn't write it off. I didn't even acknowledge that it was a tone. I was like, Oh, this person just needs 
or they're they're busy or they're doing this like they're handling this i'll talk to them later like okay. they're clearly busy um but i don't read that as a bad thing i don't feel i didn't that never took it personally i don't um i never took it negatively but in personal life situations um if i'm meeting someone that's important to a family member or if i'm meeting someone that's um just meeting someone for the first time um that i know i'm going to be seeing again Mm -hmm. and again i base a lot off of that first meeting uh, think, now that I I'm think, thinking about yeah, it, I think a lot of that goes back to something that I brought up earlier was that if you're in a professional environment with someone and you don't get along with them or you don't have a great first impression, chances are you're probably still going to have to work with them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So even if I don't like you the first time I meet you, I'm I'm more I feel like I'm more open to yeah. giving you an, another chance and another chance and another chance, because just because I don't like you doesn't mean we're not going to work together. But in, in your personal life, if I if I have a bad first impression of you or a bad first encounter with you. There's nothing that's stopping me from just cutting you out of my life. Like yeah. if I don't, if I'm introduced to someone and they seem like a dick, I'm like, okay, well then that's not a person who I mm-hmm. need to ever talk to like, again. You know, like here's another thing we've talked about this before, um, like not on a on a recording or whatever. Yeah. But um, remember, I asked you guys like if somebody comes into your house sure. and they don't say hi to you and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. your mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. like that's like a manners thing where it's yeah. like that's kind of rude yeah and then <laughs> so yeah and then so i have that and then but it's reversed when i'm giving off a first impression or when mm. i actually am conscious about giving a first impression mm. it's more important to me in the work environment than in the personal environment because yeah. in the yeah. personal environment i'm going to be i'm going to be mean no matter what i mean i mean no matter what <laughs> anyway but in the professional environment it's a little bit different because there's set rules and there's yeah. set things you got to follow but yeah um and yeah. You don't have a boss in your real life, you know. Yeah, well, at least after I am 18, the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Uh, but Jen, you had brought up before we started recording that you uh, wanted to have a, a little discussion on our uh, Myers Briggs personality test. Yeah, because I was I was wondering, like, I was asking you guys, like, if you were all introverts, but then you told us you weren't, and then I went back to mine, and um, mine is. The INFPT, the it's introvert, and then the N means intuitive. Mm. What's the opposite of it then, or what's the other one then? For what? For intuitive? Yeah, if you go it's to intuitive it, or observant, it yeah, it'll break it down in terms of what you lean more towards. The yeah. second letter, mine is an N, which means intuitive. Yeah, and then the F is feeling, and the P is prospecting, prospecting. Mm-hmm. so what is you guys again i forgot uh i am an isfj a which is introverted observant feeling and judging and then that fifth letter um is between assertive and turbulent and it says i'm just like a couple percent more assertive than i am turbulent I'm turbulent. Yeah, I was for for most of because I've been looking into Myers Briggs for a very long time. Uh, one of my ex girlfriends was super into it, and she got me into it. Um, and I was in I was an INTJ for a very long time. Um, then I retook the test a few years ago, and I got ENFJ. Uh, so that's what I've been. I think for the last few years uh, i retook the test recently just to confirm and it was still the same so an enfj is uh extroverted intuitive feeling and judging um 
but yeah, I know. I've changed each time I take the test, which is like once every five years or six years, maybe. Mm. Uh, it changes. Like I really? mean, not even just like a little bit. Like I mean, it like wow. changes. Because I remember, I think one time I was uh, ENTJ. I've never been prospecting. I know that. So, but I was like ENTJ once, and mm. then I was, I think, ESFJ maybe one time. But like, it's it's just. I've always kind of gone back and forth. This is actually the most um, consistent consistent as far as like high percentages or this is the most telling because normally I'm right on the line. Like even when I get those scores, I'm in the middle. Like I'm only like – because it's based off 100%. So it's like you're 50 – you can be 50% something or 70% something. Usually I'm like 53%, 55%. Like I'm barely certain scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but this time I'm like 65%, 65, the feeling is 88, which I've never in my life, like usually I'm like 53% thinking or 60%. Mm. And then, um, the judging is usually pretty high, but yeah. How much, how much stock do you guys put into this kind of thing? I think it's Um, fun. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it to understand myself a little more or to put those kind of things into words. You know, when yeah. I'm trying to explain something to people. I like it for shock value. For yeah. like, like you say, you just don't see me as like an introvert. And a mm. lot of people don't see me as an introvert. But uh, like my parents, like when I tell them these scores and stuff, like, oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're at heart. You're an introvert. Like, it makes yeah. sense. Because they saw me through my teenage years and my childhood. Yeah. I was very introverted. Like, I grew up just chilling in my room, playing games and board games and puzzles and reading. And that's still my go-to. That's still, I'm still super happy being like, that's my preferred. I think it's just because you're, I mean, you are, if you, you know, you are what you are. So I travel and I meet people all the time. And you're you're willing to be an extrovert. Like I think a lot of introverts are like, no, leave me alone. You're more like a, I'll do it, but I may not want to do it, but I'm going to do it because I want to hang out with my friends or I want to make the other person happy. You know? Yeah. So I think you're just I'm, a lot more willing to be extroverted when you need to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot that of introverts aren't that I'm, way. Yeah. I'm more shy. So obviously yeah. if I have to be talking to people, sure, it's like literally like it just hurts, <laughs> you know? I also feel like it, it helps people too because – uh, like, cause like I want to have these conversations too, because, um, I know that when I get too lost in my head or if I don't have someone to talk to, like, then mm. I'm, I'm going to go nuts. Like, yeah, that's fair. You know, so if someone's coming up to me and wants to have a conversation to me, that's that, that equals effort because for me, it takes a ton, like quite a bit of effort to go up to someone and have like these conversations that are just like out of the, yeah. blue. like if it's not work related, like if it's not at work, like it takes a lot for me uh a lot of effort for me to do that and so if someone's doing that to me it means like they either have something they want or need to talk about or if they don't talk about it with someone soon like yeah, maybe they'll they'll get depressed and things so for me i attribute it to that part of it too yeah i agree yeah i think that's a good way to look at it i i think my, a lot of my extrovert characteristics are because when I got here, for some reason, I became like the flagpole for for hanging out and meeting up with people and stuff. So a lot of I'm I'm sort of forced to be an extrovert because I'm like the in between. I'm like the middleman when it comes to setting things up. So people will come to me and be like, "Hey, do you want to set this up for me?" And I'm like, oh, "Sure." Like I'm I don't care. And then I'm inevitably going to become a part of it. So a lot of mine, I think, just comes from being someone that people are comfortable around. Like I'm. Mm-hmm. 
I've always valued that about myself. Like I'm always willing to listen, even though I may not agree with everything you say. Like I, that's why I have a lot of friends from a lot of different backgrounds, politically, racially, religiously. Like I, I'm never going to shoot down your belief because I don't agree with it. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just yeah, someone that someone that other people feel comfortable around. So I may not choose to be an extrovert, but it's kind of thrust upon me. Hmm. Yeah. Rise up to the challenge yeah. of extroversion. Because <laughs> I will say, like, as I moved to New York a few years ago, and like I it was crazy. One of my biggest like I won't say fears, but the thing that I was worried about, one of the biggest things that I was worried about was that the people that I was leaving behind weren't going to hang out anymore because I wasn't there to be the person who set up these sort of Mm -hmm. group hangouts and parties. And so I was like, I want you guys to still be friends. Like, please, like, (laughs) I was like, can somebody take up the mantle of setting up (laughs) these game nights and things like that? So um, I just, because I I love human relationships and I love Mm -hmm. people interacting with each other. I think so, too. That's why. So to me, like, being introverted doesn't necessarily mean that I just want to be alone Mm. and have these, like, introspective moments. It's like I value more, like, I put more effort into making actually good relationships instead of just knowing a bunch of people and not having like a good connection more like a quality over quantity yeah Yeah. exactly exactly for sure all right do we want to grab another refill come back with brewer's choice and uh head out of the studio let's do it we'll be back all right guys we're back and we're doing brewer's choice Hell yeah. we present to you something awesome that you should go watch immediately or, or listen to listen or read to. or, or whatever do. experience whatever yeah. we decide exactly um so i'm gonna go first and i'm gonna say queer eye because i love that show and they like literally meet someone new every time and they're like so um open and kind which i guess is the opposite of me but i think (laughs) i think it's beautiful and and then they change people's lives and it's great i love it that's true um i am going to recommend uh we talked about the myers-briggs test and i think you guys should take it if you haven't yet so there's a really great website called 16personalities.com where you can take the test for free and it'll give you a very comprehensive breakdown of what each personality type means. Um, and then if you are not satisfied with what, with what they give you for free, there are options on there for you to purchase um, uh, access to more information. But I, I think that there is enough on there for free that you won't have to worry about the purchase option but if you end up getting super into it uh you can you can purchase more information yeah please do it yeah it's a, and then let us know yeah send us emails or write into facebook and let us know what your personality type is absolutely uh i kept trying to think of something other than a movie or a show to watch to recommend but i keep coming back to yes man and i think that's because uh, when I choose to be extroverted or when I, and someone comes up to me and talks to me, it's all about the human experience. I really enjoy people's stories. Um, I love helping people out and sometimes having conversations. I learn a lot and it helps me out. And so yes, man is all about saying yes to everything and experiencing the world and, um, and just getting out there and just being a part of things that, uh, making uncomfortable comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's about helping you break through that barrier and get through it. Obviously, you don't want to always say yes to everything. That's just crazy. But it's also Jim Carrey. It's hilarious. It's a ton of fun. Uh, so make sure you watch that. 
good. Yay. Yup. Uh, that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, as always, if you guys want to send us any emails, we would love to hear from you guys. We would absolutely love to hear anything you have to say about the show. If you want to yell at us, if you want to tell us that we suck, uh, keep that to yourself. But everybody else, uh, <laughs> you get right into Brood Convos, uh, B-R-E-W-E-D-C-O-N-V-O-S at gmail.com. Yeah, any kind of feedback you guys want to give us. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, if you want to send us recommendations, whatever. We are open to any and everything, so make sure that you guys are sending us feedback. Hey, let us know what you want to. Sorry, Jen, but yeah, let us know what you guys want us to talk about as well. Sure, that too. Uh, we yeah. have lineups of things. We can talk about anything forever. But if you guys have something specific you would love us to talk about, definitely let us know. Send those emails in. Yes, please. And also, you can check out our Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast. We post our pictures of the coffee that we have every day. Uh, I mean, every, every <laughs> recording. Episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then you can also check us out on Twitter at Brood Convos. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jen. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Bye. Thanks, guys. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.